1: And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Daily Tamid Lamb Offering. This is part 12 of the series. In 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 12, we can see that the Levites wore white garments, as it is written. Also the Levites, which were the singers, being arrayed in white linen. So in Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 5, we see that Yeshua, who sits on the throne, opens the seals of a book, as it is written. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book, written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals and one of the elders said to me the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof continuing in revelation chapter 5 we can see that the lamb who is slain is worshipped around the throne in heaven in revelation chapter 5 verse 6 it is written and i beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain so in the middle of the throne of god in the heavenly jerusalem stood a lamb as it had been slain and then in revelation chapter 5 verse 13 and every creature which is in heaven heard i saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever. So, given that the service of the house of the Lord of the temple was given to King David by the God of Israel through the Holy Spirit, and it was given according to the pattern, it is a blueprint of the heavenly tabernacle in the talmud in rosh Hashanah 31a it explains at the afternoon sacrifice of sabbath what did they say rabbi johanan said they sang exodus chapter 15 verses 1 through 10 and who is like thee from exodus chapter 15 verses 11 through 27 exodus chapter 15 is the song of moses and in examining the song of moses from exodus chapter 15 there are three main sections to this song and they are as follows number one that the right hand who defeated pharaoh and his army in exodus chapter 15 verse 6 He is a man of war who defeats the enemies of Israel. Number two, the one who defeated Pharaoh and his army at the Red Sea is also the one that brought the children of Israel into the promised land. So number two, Yeshua will end the exile of his people and bring them into the promised land. That is Exodus chapter 15 verses 11 through 17. And thirdly, The one who is a man of war and defeats the enemies of Israel, who brings his people in the promised land, is also the king of Israel, that is Yeshua, and he will reign forever and ever. So let's look at these three sections of Exodus chapter 15, the Song of Moses, and see how these are three overall themes of the book of Revelation, from Revelation chapter 4 to Revelation chapter 19, given that we're told in Revelation chapter 1 verse 10, that what John was seeing was taking place in the prophetic day of the Lord. So the first thing we're going to see is that Yeshua is a man of war. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, 13, and 15, it is written, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite or judge the nations. It's... <laughs> So, in the Talmud, in Pesahim 117a, it explains that the song of Moses and the great Hillel are said when Israel is redeemed. Rob Judah said in Samuel's name, The song in the sea, Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 through 18, was uttered by Moses and Israel when they ascended from the Red Sea. And who recited this Hillel? That is Psalm 113 to 118. The prophets among them ordained that Israel should recite it. When they are redeemed, they recite in gratitude for their redemption so next we're going to see that when Yeshua returns at his second coming he is doing so to redeem his people in Luke chapter 21 verse 7 Yeshua was asked what is the sign of your coming as it is written and they asked him saying master when shall these things be and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass so the way that Yeshua answered the question is he gave many signs of the sign in Luke chapter 21 verse 25 Yeshua outlines the many signs where he says and there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the seas and the waves roaring so the second coming of Yeshua is linked with his rule to redeem Israel in Luke chapter 21 verse 28 Yeshua went on to say and when you see these things begin to come to pass look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws was near. So when Israel is redeemed they sing the song of Moses and they recite the great hallel. It is the role, task, and function of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel. In the Cinchino Midrash Rabbah, Volume 2, page 957, it says the following, What purpose will the royal Messiah come, and what will he do? He will come to assemble the exiles of Israel. We can see how it was understood that the Messiah gathers the exiles of Israel. From the book, A Matter of Return by Rabbi Raphael Eisenberg, on page 131 he explains from the prophecies in Isaiah Isaiah foresaw and then he begins to quote from Isaiah chapter 11 verse 10 and in that day it shall be that the root of Jesse that stands for a banner of the peoples and to him shall the nations seek and his resting place shall be glorious and it will come to pass in that day that the lord will set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people that shall be left from assyria from egypt from pathros and from cush and from elam and from shinar and from hamat and from the isles of the sea And he will set up a banner for the nations and shall assemble the dispersed of Israel and gather together the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So based upon this prophecy in Isaiah about the Messiah and the gathering uniting the 12 tribes of Israel, Rabbi Raphael Eisenberg makes comment and says, from this prophecy, we learn that the Messiah, the son of David, will gather the dispersed of Israel, that is the vanished 10 tribes of the northern kingdom, and will gather Judah from the far corners of the globe, Judah being the Jewish people. So now we can see the second major theme of the Song of Moses from Exodus chapter 15, that is bringing the nation of Israel into the promised land in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 and 10, as it is written. And after this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude of all nations of kindreds and peoples and tongues clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and they cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God so we can see here that those in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 have palms in their hands during Sukkot or the feast of tabernacles the God of Israel instructed that you wave palm branches in Leviticus chapter 23 verse 34 it is written speaker of the children of Israel saying, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles for seven days under the Lord. And then in Leviticus chapter 23 verse 40, And you shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. So the waving of palm branches is called the waving of the lulav. And the lulav is specifically waved when reciting Psalm 118. In the Talmud in Sukkah 37b it explains and where in the Sukkot service in the temple is the Lulav waved at the commencement and the conclusion of the psalm "O oh, give thanks unto the Lord Psalm 118 verse 1 and at save now we beseech you O Lord Psalm 118 verse 25 these are the words of Beit Halel. so who are these of every kindreds and nations and peoples and tongues in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 well a question is asked regarding them in Revelation chapter chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 as it is written. Who are these which are arrayed in white robes and where did they come from? And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation. So who are these that are coming out of great tribulation? He goes on to say about them in Revelation chapter 7 verses 16 and 17. They shall hunger no more. They will thirst no more. Neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat. For the lamb shall lead them unto living fountains of of waters so the answer regarding who are these that came out of great tribulation, that they will hunger no more, they will thirst no more, and they will be led unto fountains of waters, is a reference to and a quote of Isaiah chapter 49 verse 10, where there it is written, They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them, for he that has mercy on them, who is the Lamb in Revelation chapter 7 verse 17, or the Messiah, shall lead them even by the springs of water so isaiah chapter 49 verse 10 is describing the exiles of israel who are called prisoners in isaiah chapter 49 verse 9 because they are living in exile under the authority of those who took them into captivity and rule and reign over them So furthermore, in Revelation chapter 7, we see those that came out of great tribulation, verse 14. It says about them at the end of Revelation chapter 7, verse 17, that God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. So exile, or being scattered in the nations of the world, is a place of suffering. And when you suffer, you shed tears or you cry. But the end of the exile is the end of suffering in tears and the end of the exile is a time of joy and celebration so we can see how exile is likened to suffering and the shedding of tears from psalm 137 verse 1 where it is written by the rivers of babylon that is in exile we wept when we remembered zion and there being in exile or in captivity goes on to say in psalm 137 verse three for there they that carried us away captive required of us a song so while we're weeping when we remember zion our captors are mocking us and saying sing us a song of zion and the reply in psalm 137 verse four is how shall we sing the lord's song in a strange land So the Lord's song of Psalm 137 verse 4 is something we sing when we're not in exile, when we're not scattered in the nations of the world, when we are not under Babylonian captivity. And since it's the role and the task of the Messiah to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel, the Lord's song, which is the song of Zion, is called in Revelation chapter 15 verse 3, the song of the Lamb. So in Revelation chapter 15, verse 3, they sing the song of Moses, and they sing the song of the Lamb. The song of Moses is the victory over the horse and his rider. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 1, it is written, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. So that is the defeat of the enemies of Israel, that historically it referred to Pharaoh and his army. So now there's a song of praise under the God of Israel for defeating the enemies of the people of Israel. In Exodus chapter 15 verse 11 it is written, Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious and holiness? fearful and praises doing wonders so during the time when the false messiah and his beast system is ruling in the earth the beast is worshiped by those living on the earth Revelation chapter 13, verse 1, verse 4, and verse 7, it is written, And I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. And they, the people of the earth, worshipped the beast, saying, Who is able to make war with him? And that no man may buy or sell save he that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the Song of Moses, which is victory over your enemies, and the Song of the Lamb, which is the Messiah ending the exile of his people, is the proclamation of the victory over the beast. In Revelation chapter 15 verses 2 and 3 it is written, And I saw them that got the victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name. And they sing the song of Moses, Exodus chapter 15, the servant of God, and they sing the song of the Lamb. So this is a song praising the God of Israel for the defeat of the enemies of Israel and redeeming them and bringing them back to the land of Israel, the land of Zion. The messianic redemption that is the role of the Messiah to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel and bring them back to the land is a new song. In Midrash Rabbah Exodus 23 11 it explains all the songs ever recited by Israel are designated in the feminine form in the Hebrew. Shear is the Hebrew word for song. Shir ra is the feminine form of sheer or song but in the messianic age they will recite a song in the masculine form sheer for it says in psalm 98 verse 1 oh sing unto the lord a new song and there, the Hebrew spelling of song is in the masculine, shir. So this new song is the redemption of the 12 tribes of Israel. They're gathering, uniting, and return to the land of Israel by the Messiah, even Yeshua HaMashiach. In Psalm 98, verse 1 and verse 3, it is written, O oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. His right hand, that's Yeshua, and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. He has remembered his mercy toward the house of Israel. And what is this mercy? In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 1, it is written, For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and set them in their own land. His mercy toward the house of Israel is ending their exile and gathering, uniting the twelve tribes and bringing them to the land of Israel. So the third part of the Song of Moses is that the one who defeated the enemies of his people and brings them into the land, in Exodus chapter 15 verse 6, that's the right hand, that is Yeshua, that he will reign as king over the kingdom of his father forever and ever ever in revelation chapter 11 verse 15 it is written there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he will reign forever and ever and then in revelation chapter 19 verse 16 it is written and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords So let's summarize this last part of the teaching on Yeshua, the daily Tamid lamb offering. And it is as follows. Number one, John. The disciple of Yeshua was shown a vision which took place in Messianic times known as the Day of the Lord. Number two, from Revelation chapters 4 to 19, the setting of events is in the temple of heaven, where is located heaven's spiritual continuous worship of the Lamb who is sitting on the throne of the heavenly Jerusalem, who was slain from the foundation of the world. Number three, when John was caught up in the spirit to heaven, he saw a door opened. And every day in the temple, the gate of the temple is open to start the day, in the beginning of the process to offer the morning daily Tamed lamb offering. Number four, there are twenty-four elders around the throne in heaven, and there are likewise twenty-four courses of priests in the temple. Number five, in Revelation, Yeshua is sitting on the throne and being worshipped day and night as the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Number six, on each Sabbath in the temple, the song of Moses, that is Exodus chapter fifteen, verses one through nineteen, is recited and sung by the Levites. Number seven, the song of Moses, Exodus chapter fifteen, verses one through 19 is divided into three sections one yeshua is a man of war two yeshua redeems his people and brings them into the promised land and three yeshua is king and reigns as king forever and ever number eight in the book of revelation the setting is the prophetic sabbath of creation or the day of the lord and yeshua is seen as a man of war ending the exile of the 12 tribes of israel and bringing them back to the land of israel and reigning as king over all the earth So this is going to conclude our teaching on Yeshua, the daily Tamid lamb offering. And in this teaching, we shared with you an overview of the daily events in the temple, which included explaining to you the night watches in the temple and how the day's morning service started in the temple upon sunrise where they would begin the process to offer the morning lamb which was burnt on the altar at 9 a.m. in the morning. The afternoon lamb was put upon the altar at 3 p.m. And the service of the daily Tamid lamb offering in the temple foreshadows and was prophetic of the events that transpired when Yeshua died on the tree. As Yeshua was betrayed at night and he instructed his disciples to watch and pray during the night watches in the temple. And as the day started in the temple and they began to make preparations for the offering of the morning lamb, Yeshua's trial began at sunrise and preparations started from there where he would be put on the tree at 9 a.m. in the morning. Yeshua would hang on the tree and die at 3 p.m. in the afternoon when the afternoon lamb was offered. So the daily Tamid lamb offering service in the temple, the rabbis teach was foreshadowed by Abraham offering up Isaac as a burnt offering in Genesis chapter 22. And this became the pattern for the rabbis for the daily prayers of the Jewish people as expressed in their prayer book called the siddur And on the Sabbath in the temple, there were two additional lambs that were offered as well as the reciting of the Song of Moses from Exodus chapter 15 and given that king david was given by the god of israel through the holy spirit the service of the temple conducted by the priests and the levites which included the sabbath service where exodus 15 or the song of moses was recited this was all given by the god of israel as a pattern a blueprint to help us to understand the events that happened in the heavenly temple where Yeshua is continuously worshipped as the Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world. And this is how and why we're told in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5 that the tabernacle in the wilderness is a blueprint of the heavenly tabernacle and the pattern that King David was given by the God of Israel by the Spirit is also a pattern of the heavenly temple. It is prophesied in the end of days in Daniel and in Joel chapter 1 that following the cessation of the daily Tamid Lamb offering in the temple by the Romans when they destroyed the temple in the year 70, that there's going to be a restoration of the daily Tamid lamb offering service in the end of days. And when the false Messiah, known as the Antichrist and his beast system, demands that the daily Tamid lamb offering, which is being conducted in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount, be stopped, it will bring about the great tribulation and the judgment of the nations, as Yeshua explained in Matthew chapter 24. And this is a blueprint of Satan's original rebellion in the heavenlies where he was the anointed cherub and he led the worship of the angels and the heavenly host of Yeshua as the Lamb of God around heaven's throne. But he didn't want to continue to worship Yeshua the Lamb of God. He wanted that worship to be directed toward himself. And as a result, it suspended heaven's continuous worship of the Lamb of God around the throne of God, and the heavenly Jerusalem was divided, and there was war in heaven that resulted in the judgment of Lucifer and his angels. So the God of Israel wanted to show us the end from the beginning, and this is why he gave the commandment to moses on mount sinai that the nation of israel would offer each day a morning and an afternoon lamb because the god of israel wanted his people and wanted the world to know about the heavenly lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world even yeshua Hamashiach the Messiah and King of Israel and of the world. So this is going to conclude our teaching on Yeshua, the daily Tamid lamb offering. I pray it's been a blessing to you. And remember always these words from 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6. He who says he abides in him, he who says he's a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, ought to walk, that means to live our lives even as he walked. And how did Yeshua walk or live his life? He followed the Torah of his father. Even so, Yeshua commanded those who believe on him, If you love me, keep my commandments. Well, that's going to conclude part 12 of the series on the subject, The Daily Tamid Lamb Offering. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.